0: Just go to Indeed.com/slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We're drafting an underdog Best Ball Mania 3 squad on Rotoviz Radio.
2: What's up, RotoViz?
1: Welcome to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Curtis Patrick, joined by Dave Cabin. We're two of the owners here at Rotoviz.com. We've been talking to you for a couple of weeks about our exciting new partnership with underdog. Uh, you can get a hundred free, up to a hundred free underdog dollars with your deposit, your first deposit of up to a hundred dollars. Just use code uh, code ROTOViz at signup at underdogfantasy.com. And Dave and I are drafting the winning Best Ball Mania 3 squad on today's show. Um, Dave, give us an overview of how this draft has started. Like, what's our draft spot? What are our first two picks? We can talk a little bit about the contest. And as the draft advances, talk a little bit about roster construction, some of the new tools that we have on the site. And uh, yeah, I mean, just share our thoughts on, on player selection by round.
3: Yeah, definitely. So this draft started off... Uh, with us being in the seventh spot. So it went Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, CMC, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler. I love to get Jefferson, Chase, Cup, any of those guys, Jonathan Taylor uh, in my start. That wasn't an option. So what I wanted to do was see how we could construct this team. If we did go and take a back in the first round, I think that that's going to be a configuration that listeners would be interested in. So I went ahead took Derrick Henry. Then when things came back around to us, the best back on the board at the time was Alvin Kamara. Uh, Other backs that were there, you would have had um, guys like Leonard Fournette, um, Nick Chubb, but we wanted to go wide receiver. We liked Tyreek the best out of those receivers at the time. We're going to be back on the clock in two picks. I'll point out that the tight ends that have gone at this point uh, were Travis Kelsey and then Mark Andrews went before we were up. So that's kind of the basis of where we are. We're actually going to be up on one pick. We just saw the first quarterback go in Josh Allen, and then Saquon Barkley was just selected too. Uh last wide receiver selected was Deontay Johnson.
1: Okay. So let's get our list uh, for the three, seven here. We've got a one, one construction. We just went on the clock. Mike Williams, Los Angeles chargers goes at three, six, um, so you know we should be pretty wide open. Uh, looks like the top available backs by ADP are Nick Chubb, James Conner, Cam Akers. Top wide receivers by ADP are Jalen Waddle, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and tight end. We're gonna have Kyle Pitts available here still. So we got eight seconds. So I would that, still I, 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 I want to go
3: Pitts. It's oh boy. Yeah. Did you get it?
1: Uh, I did not <laughs> get it. We got stuck with no, Nick Chubb. No. no. <laughs> no. All right. All right. We were so busy building. Uh, we're so busy introing the show that we did not build our queue. So we got to start doing that for round four. We get Nick Chubb there uh, at three seven timing out on this 32nd clock in the live draft. Well, can I just say one uh, thing?
3: This yeah. would not have happened if I were on my phone. It's much easier to select players very quickly on the phone, other than like podcasting yeah. using your computer. So I just want to point that out to people. This that's not something that normally happens for me ever on on the phone.
1: Okay, let's start building a queue for round four. Yep, we're we're into probably we're into uh, uh, an an RB heavy start in a way that we typically neither one of us would do. So this would be a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get into the. We can get into the underdog roster construction explorer and Find a way yep. to build a profitable squad here. Um, so we get Nick Chubb at the three seven on auto draft. I actually don't mind that. I mean, Nick Chubb, you're going to see go at the two three turn in a lot of drafts, um, and you know he he's going to have some some monster games this year. You know, if there's a if there is a Deshaun Watson suspension uh, at the beginning of the year, I would expect the team to lean heavily on Chubb. You know, in the Jacoby Brissett month or month and a half of the season. And uh, the team's going to be better no matter what. So I don't expect increased touchdown scoring opportunities for Cleveland all year. And that, that does figure to be Chubb. So I don't think it, it sinks our draft. It's probably not what we would have preferred to do there. I would have liked to have the elite tight end. Um, Okay. So let's add some players to the queue. We got about five picks to wear up. Yep. We'd love to go wide receiver here. Uh, Who's the top available by ADP. We've got Terry McLaurin. Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton. I'm not interested in a Denver receiver this early. Probably.
3: I don't think um, I'm very interested in McLaurin either. I'm probably yeah. here, kind of leaning actually <laughs> like Juju or. Or MT. I think we can
1: get them in round five almost. Who's available at quarter? We may have to go early, early quarterback. I've been going quarterback early quarterback
3: a lot. I actually wouldn't mind. I would almost would rather go with like Mahomes or Herbert or Murray or somebody like that here. Maybe even. um. I don't know. Even, yeah. Uh, okay. And we've got tight end.
1: Yeah, tight end. I mean, is Kittle still here?
3: Yep, Kittle's still there.
1: Okay, so I mean, I think it's fair to consider Kittle, and I I agree. I like the early quarterback too. And then we'll start playing with the uh, roster construction explorer. Yep. So for me, it it would be Kittle or choice of early quarterbacks. Uh, only, still only what one quarterback off the board two Lamar Jackson just went yep yep thinking about stacks in round five and six here we have a path to stack Mahomes not a good path to stack Herbert with Allen and Williams both off the board already yep um, who's available after Herbert who
3: would be the next QB by ADP we do have Kyler. Uh is Marquise Brown gone yet? Marquise Brown, I do not believe, is gone. I actually have stacked them up already one time, which was pretty nice. Uh, it looks like he is gone. Oh no, he is gone. All right. That's probably becoming popular. That's Dude. unfortunate. So we have 18 seconds here. So I I am Let's, leaning... let's go Mahomes. Let's do it.
1: Let's go right. Mahomes. That's good value here. We're getting we're getting almost a, what do we get? Half round of value there. His yep. ADP is about 36 right now. We get him at 42. Don't mind it. And then I had uh, talked have to,
3: on the show, not not to cut you off there, last week about how important quarterback actually is, and how even getting your first two quarterbacks uh, earlier than many people would expect has actually been a pretty profitable strategy. So I, I I don't feel bad at all about that.
1: Yeah, typically we'd want we'd want a little bit of the the rushing upside, but uh, getting getting Mahomes as QB, we get him a QB three or QB four here. I think it was QB3. Um QB three in round four. I mean, he he still is one of those guys with the 50 touchdown upside. So I don't, I don't mind it. And there's lots of the thing that is appealing more about Mahomes is you don't have to go. You know, last year was so expensive. You had to go Tyreek or Kelsey in round one, followed by Mahomes in round three. Now we can lead with Mahomes. We have all different types of ways to stack it except yep. for Kelsey.
3: Yeah. And it's looking like it's actually, I think, possible that Juju could somehow slip to us here. Eight picks away, he's the seventh wide receiver, I believe, by ADP. Uh, So it could happen. Now, if you're looking at tight ends, it's interesting, uh, Curtis, you still have Kittle and Hawkinson hanging around, which I think would be the two tight ends that would remain in that conversation of if you're trying to procure one of the tight ends with the potential to be a star, it would be those two, I think. Okay. Filters. So as this is moving along, I'm just going to read off some of the top players that are are available. And right now, this draft is in the start of round five. So the type of guys that you're seeing available at running back, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs. At wide receiver, it's Godwin, Judy, Sutton, Robinson, Gabe Davis, Juju Still. At tight end, the players that are available, you'd have Hawkinson, Schultz, Goddard, Knox. So Kittle did go. I think that you're looking at a tier break among the tight ends right now. At wide receiver, I don't think that there's a major tier break on the horizon. Um, At running back, you might argue after like Montgomery and Dobbins and maybe Gibson, there's a small tier break. Um, And then at quarterback, you have Kyler and then Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. So I think there is a tier break there.
1: Yeah. What's really interesting, uh, looking in the roster construction explorer, I'll try to be quick because we only have two picks before we're up. Yep. Teams that selected their QB1 last year before round five and their RB two before round five. There were 159 teams that selected only three running backs on their entire squad, and they had a 0.63% finals advance rate. Wow. That's like it's like, you know, five times now. Seven RBs also had a 0.34. all other iterations had less than a 0.2. Wow. Um, so that's that's pretty interesting. Um, we could either so that that's telling me we could either wait a long time before RB three and hammered at the end of the draft with seven, or we could take, we could go basically back into a robust RB draft tier with three in the first five rounds and then not select another one. I kind of like um I I don't really want to commit to that yet. What do you think about Michael Thomas here with 15 seconds left? Or do you want to go Juju and stack it with Mahomes? Your call, five seconds. He goes Juju. You're on mute, Dave. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. We lost you there for a second. Okay, so we selected Juju... To get them home stack. I think that's fine. That gives us some flexibility to, to add other uh, Kansas City pass catchers later. And Thomas could slide to us in the in the sixth round. Um, what was your thinking there on Juju versus Thomas? You just want to secure the stack?
3: Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to secure the stack. I had actually um, on the episode that I recorded last week towards the end of the week without you, we looked at some stack stuff. So I thought it'd be fun to add in a stack since we had looked at that. And I also think that there's a fair amount of upside there. Now you would have upside with the Michael Thomas play, which perhaps is higher than what you would get with that Juju, um, pick, but I I do like the element of the stack. So I think that that's one of those things that can kind of counterbalance some of the way that this start didn't go exactly as we, we might've imagined, but we're working within it now.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, Looking forward to the next round, I think in terms of potential target hogs that remain, Michael Thomas would be on the list. Darnell Mooney would be on the list as a potential target hog. Uh, tr- scrolling down a little bit more, you like the touchdown upside of a Trey And that's really, I think that's the list for me right now at wide receiver yep. in round six. Tight end is Hawkinson still here. I think we can consider that. He really Definitely. was a huge target hog before uh, he got derailed uh, mid-year. He's probably my in-house favorite. Uh, We're going to overdraft him around by ADP, but that doesn't bother me. And then are any of the running backs, those kind of tier two running backs, are still available? We have ETN. You could argue that ETN and then a tier break, or depending on what you think about Josh Jacobs, uh, who's kind of sort of becoming a value as long as he doesn't lose all his receiving work. Um, But as more and more drafts are, uh occurring it seems like his adp has climbed about a half around on the last week so at 61, says, unless, yeah i'm yeah. not as interested at 61 as i was at you know 71
3: right because i was going to say it had seemed to me like people were kind of forgetting him uh, about him a little bit too much especially in an offense that could see some improvement in the coming year so i was a little bit higher but you're right as we start to see that creep up he becomes less of a value now etn right we're kind of at the point where you're still in this running back dead zone and i would say that etn is a guy that falls into that area this mm-hmm. year do you think he's a player worth kind of breaking our typical mold and going after him here as you said that there may it, be like a tier break after
1: if we get boxed out of thomas mooney and hawkinson i don't have a problem because i see those all three as potential elite target getters at their positions yep. and then after that i feel like now we will we'll be at that tier break in those positions so I wouldn't mind like hypothesizing ETN just never coming off the field. Now, thank you to T Main who took that decision off the board for us <laughs> and also guaranteed that we'll get one of our targets here. Nice. Um, okay, so we're, it's pick 66 uh, by, by Applet ADP. Thomas is going to be a pretty big value here uh, with a 59 ADP current uh, ADP year to date. Mooney at 66 would be right dead on and we would be overdrafting Hawkinson by about a round. What are your thoughts here on these three players? I'd be thrilled with any of the three. Uh, I want to hear your argument.
3: Well, I think last time you were pretty interested in Thomas. I think the fact that he's here does provide a way to get a lot of upside. And then one of the things I was looking at last week, too, is if we wait a while and they just toss three tight ends onto this team doesn't really matter who they are that's still a pretty decent strategy so i kind of like the idea of going after the michael thomas here just trying to chase that tremendous volume what do you think
1: yeah let's lock it in the other argument for that is there's a non-zero chance that we still get hawkinson in round seven yep um just slightly below adp so we'll have to see how the draft plays out um don't mind that so let's run down the team so far we started derrick henry round one tyree kill accidental timeout pick of Nick Chubb in round 3 uh and then we had Patrick, Patrick Mahomes in round 4 the stack with Juju immediately in round 5 followed with uh Michael Thomas so the the top 3 wide receiver spots are are filled here with uh Tyreek Juju and Thomas top 2 running back slots are filled so in terms of like filling out you know obviously it's the best ball but in terms of filling out a lineup um we have relative balance um, so far, especially if Hawkinson were to fall to us next round, that'd be pretty exciting in terms of the balance. Uh, we could go in the direction we want.
3: Definitely. So just to give an idea of what the teams around us have done, because I always find it interesting. Team six went Austin Eckler, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, and Darnell Mooney. Um, team eight went Diggs, Swift, Waddle, Metcalf, Dobbins, Drake London. When you think about our squad compared to those Um, Do you think those are all, you know, pretty similar or does one team stand out amongst the three?
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Uh, I mean of the teams on either side, uh, I, I mean I, I like that what what is it? never never let it rest has uh, also has a stack with Williams and Herbert. Mm-hmm. I think they drafted Antonio Gibson in that dead zone. Don't love that pick. Uh, but I, don't, I really don't mind how they started. It's a little aggressive on Mike Williams, but again they they play in the stack. Mike Evans, I think is a, a nice value pick in round two. Um, you know with with Brady coming back, the question mark about will Gronk play? If Gronk doesn't play, I mean, the touchdown upside for Evans, which is already sky high, could really be exciting this year. So I, I don't mind what that squad has done. You, I would question in half PPR the idea of going Eckler over Henry and Harris, but because he has that big charger stack going on, um, right. I don't mind it quite as much. And, and I actually just... So, so that team maybe would worry me in terms of being in the middle of the draft, uh, our chances versus that team. Don't like quite as much what uh, Soul Export ninety five has done. Getting team R- or team wide receiver two and Waddle potential team wide receiver two and DK Metcalf uh, building the team that way. And then w- what's the wide receiver three? Drake London as the rookie potentially really high target upside. But again, another team number two option there. Um, so I feel like beyond. Diggs and swift i like our draft a little better
3: yeah I, I agree and then i also think that with that team at eight that sole export at this point being out of the ability to get uh um, hey, flip
1: back to our queue we're yep. one pick away okay yeah we gotta start so
3: actually yep. let's look at that then we'll think about that later so at tight end you uh it's dalton schultz schultz oh wow we're on Um, so I think already I'd be looking at wide receiver here. Obviously we're not going to go Hopkins. There's Thielen Renfro, Lockett, Olave, Garrett Wilson, Christian Kirk. And
1: then running back, we have,
3: uh, Sanders Patterson, Edwards, Alaire, Damian Harris. I kind of like,
1: I kind of like, I kind of like Thielen here with the touchdown upside.
3: Yep. And then actually Curtis, um, In the episode that I recorded last night, you've hit upon two of the players that were interesting findings in the FFPC stat attack that we had, which were if you were looking at players that had been the most efficient in the last two years on um, touchdowns or targets per touchdown, Mike Evans and Adam Thielen really have dominated in that, seeing a touchdown something like between like every eight to 10 targets scoring a touchdown. So you're absolutely right about the touchdown upside there.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen have really impressive uh, chemistry on high-value plays there. And then, you know, this, the, the offensive strategy switch this year in in Minnesota is going to be interesting to see what Kevin O'Connell does with the offense. Um, we, we know it won't be an exact mirror of what L.A. does, but I'm sure there will be some L.A. tendencies. You know, I, I, I look at how exciting it was to watch Cooper Cup and Robert Woods the last couple of years. Uh, in LA, and then to see others step in, even after Woods's injury, we saw Otto Beckham be uh, pretty productive despite not having a lot of time to learn the system. We saw Van Jefferson have many breakout games, so I, I like the idea uh, of Thielen and, and Jefferson still maintaining the the floor they've had in, in previous years, but potentially even unlocking some more ceiling if the team goes to more of a game neutral uh, pass heavy attack, uh, game script neutral pass heavy attack. So I, I like dealing for a bounce back year, you know, we just have to watch out for the injury bug with him as he ages, but um, we're not, we're not depending on him. You know, he's much cheaper this year than last year.
3: Yeah, definitely. So we are going to be back up in five picks. So I think we should start working on the queue. Um, I think as far as quarterback goes, I I think we're, we're good for another round or two before we'd start looking at getting the second quarterback running backs. Currently it's Patterson, Damien Harris, Kenneth Walker, Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt at wide receiver, you have Lockett, Olave, Wilson, Christian Kirk, Russell Gage, Robert Woods, Michael Gallup, Alan Lazard, and MVS, and then Chase Claypool, uh, Titans, Dallas Goddard, Dawson Knox, Zach Ertz. So we're kind of at the point in the draft where you, you start to have, you're looking at it. The players are just a lot less exciting than they were. So I feel like we are definitely at that point. Uh, at this point we have the two running backs. We have four wide receivers And the quarterback, I think we're probably waiting here to go after tight end, Uh, at least in my opinion. I think what we could try to do is wait and just put together three kind of lower level tight ends. Um, But I don't know as far as the running back or wide receiver spot goes here. If there's one that uh, structurally we would need to prioritize, I'm just kind of looking at the players that are there. Where's your mind at? Yeah, the one the one tight
1: end in the next two to three rounds that I think has an outside shot at being, you know, top three in targets at the position just with what's happened within team context would, would be Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a little bit of interest there. Um, if we wanted to give ourselves an option of just going to tight end and I'm not advocating for that right. necessarily, but we could go Goddard now we could just reach, you know, well, we wouldn't even be reaching on Goddard by ADP then we could reach around on, on uh, reach around. On uh, Zachers, um, or you know we, or yeah, or we could you know we could go, um, if we we wanted to go early quarterback, you know we could be aggressive on, um, Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers here, and then come back with It's around early knowing that we've got our two elite QBs um, locked up.
3: I actually, so we were looking at some of these things in the roster construction explorer and then the range of outcomes tool really like Stafford. I'm actually almost interested in putting Staff- let's go Stafford. Yeah, let's we got 10 it. seconds. Let's go Stafford. And that's a pick made just because of the lack of the players available at the other spots and how they would factor into this configuration. It's kind of a point where we can pivot, go a different direction based upon the fact that the mm-hmm. type of players that are going to be available at the other spots, I think are still going to be there. And there's not going to be much of a difference between what those spots look like now and what they will be when we're up again.
1: And it does give us the flexibility. If we, if we decide to go three tight ends, we won't, you know, we won't feel right. bad about not taking an extra shot on a wide receiver or running back late, knowing that we've got a couple elite quarterbacks tied up. Um, Mahomes with the, the, the other thing I like with these two elite quarterbacks, no, you know, super late season, you know, buys. We've got the, what, the by week eight for Mahomes and it's seven for Stafford. I'm still trying to memorize all the team uh, by weeks. I don't think we have any any compression issues there. At wide receiver, how are we looking? Uh, no overlap there either on buy weeks yet. So we have lots of flexibility there too. Um, I like the idea of maybe going a little early on Ertz. Can we just put them in our queue so we don't forget? Yep. Uh, we could see Goddard slide. And if that were to occur, Do you, who do you like better between those two?
3: I actually, their ADPs
1: are vastly different, but I'm just curious. I kind of view them pretty similar, but I know some people still think Goddard's pretty exciting. I do
3: as well. I kind of think though that I'm expecting Arizona to be an interesting team this year with the way that they function. I actually think that I might prefer Earth a little bit, which feels crazy if you go back a year or two, go to have that thought of Earth's kind of, Propping up his value a little bit to get back to that spot where I'd prefer him to Goddard, but that's where I am on that. And um I, I think would, he's one I of the most
1: underdrafted, it. like he's one of the most incorrectly valued players right now. Like yep. for for Dawson Knox to be going um a round and a half earlier by ADP than Zach Ertz just really doesn't make any sense in terms of I I mean the the overwhelming likely range of outcomes and opportunity. Um, I mean, Er Ertz is going to be peppered with targets every week. Knox does have the touchdown upside, but you know, he's, he's at best his team's, what number four option on targets probably. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the struggle there.
3: Exactly. And and I mean, I think, um, what it really comes down to, as you said, with the range of outcomes, if you look on that distribution where you would expect each of these guys to land, uh, the way that those distributions overlap, it has to be fairly similar, Uh, And I think you could make a case that Ertz probably has more upside than Knox given the context of their situation. Um, Because he could be in a spot where week to week he's not relying on those touchdowns Mm. like Knox is going to have to. I'm getting
1: nervous. Uh, We're up in two picks and neither player, neither manager in front of us has their tight end yet. And Goddard and Ertz (laughs) are the number two at the position by ADP. Ah, Man, I, I would be happy with either, but I'm really... I've got myself worked up on Ertz now. Lance Trey Lance goes 101 there. Never let it rest. You know we let, we were given respect to this team a few minutes ago. Let's hope that this manager doesn't take Ertz from us.
3: Yeah, because woof! Oh boy, Goddard. they took Goddard. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now we don't
1: even have to make the ADP decision. Let's All take right. Ertz. Yep, we've got that. I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited uh, about this now. Now let's now let's start building you know, a really big Q yep. and and start talking about our double, di- our double digit round strategy here. Um, we may not come back to QB three after going Mahomes and Stafford. I don't think we will. We went two two running backs early. This is a, an area where I like to attack it in round 10 and 11. Um, a player that I have a lot of exposure to in the post NFL draft, um, best ball tournaments, both here on underdog and at FFBC is Chase Edmonds. Um, so, I'd like to add him to the queue. Devin Singletary could still potentially be a value. Melvin Gordon, I think, is a value here as well. Um, those are probably the three guys I'd be eyeing in round 10 right now. And then a little bit later, um, you know, a little bit later, how do you feel about some of the lower draft capital rookies like Tyler Algier? Isaiah Spiller, are you targeting them? Or do you like a player like Daryl Henderson hypothesizing that he, you know, has already shown something, you know, when he gets that opportunity? Yeah. How would you compare and contrast those three
3: guys? I would say that um, Algier, I probably, like if I had to rank these guys, I'd probably go Algier, uh, Algier, and then Spiller and Henderson, I have I have all of them very similar. I'd probably have a little bit more exposure to Algiers just because it looks like there might be more of a clear path to him getting involved. Although I'm not even sure how much I feel about that statement, not having worked my way through projections yet, which I'm going to be starting yeah. soon. But I think that... If it go, if you're going back to this whole idea of range of outcomes, they all feel fairly similar. So, you know, like when I'm looking at guys I can take at these spots in this draft, those are three of the names I'm going after. I'd much rather them than them than somebody like a James Robinson or a Naheem Hines uh, or like a Kenny Gainwell or a Raheem Mostert who are in that range. So I'm actually viewing those guys fairly similar, um, and they're three guys I'd be interested in, in backfilling my running back spots on some of these teams with.
1: Okay, so we've we're four picks away. We've really zeroed in on running back from round ten. We've got Edmonds, Singletary, and Gordon for this round. Uh, we're guaranteed one of them now, just three picks away. All three are on the board. Who is your preference of these three?
3: Uh probably Chase Edmonds.
1: Okay. So we've got alignment there. It's it's nice. Um, you know, it's nice because if, if Miami does really get the breakout. Uh, you know, you you figure that he is gonna have some really exciting upside. And then, you know, when they are in that that trailing position and those, you know, AFCE shootouts with with Buffalo in particular, or potentially in ascending New York New York Jets offense, um, you know, Sonny Michelle will be the back getting scripted out with Edmonds still in the field. So, you know, really like that as a, a high upside uh, you know, RB three on this squad. Fryermouth goes 10 4. All three of our running back targets still on the board. There's an auto pick situation. Jameson Williams goes 10 5. So that gives us Edmonds. Yep. We can leave these other two backs in our queue. Let's start talking, you know, wide receiver and tight end two. Yep.
3: Um, uh, can I ask you very quickly, because yeah. I do think it's topical. Jarvis yep. Landry going to New Orleans. Um, do we feel good about that? Do we feel bad about that, or are we indifferent?
1: Oh, I, I mean, I don't think he's cooked. I mean, he really battled injuries last season. Um, still tried to play, probably threw it too much. Um, and then obviously, you know, Cleveland just had kind of a nightmarish quarterback situation with Baker also trying to play through injury. I, I really just, you know, the whole Odell saga. I mean, Cleveland was just a total mess. Um, Landry has a skill set. You know, we, we already drafted a player with somewhat of a similar skill set, Adam Thielen similar role even I could see him being productive moving forward, but you know, the team also did draft Chris Olave to help push the ball downfield. If to- I see Landry more as a hedge on Michael Thomas being able to have big volume um, yeah. and, and, or Alvin Kamara being suspended and losing that check down, you know, short range option for part of the season. So like Landry, don't necessarily view him as a threat, to a fully healthy Michael Thomas. It's more of a hedge play, in my opinion.
3: Got it. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. I think that it, this move away from Cleveland to New Orleans doesn't really move him too much in like the way that I would have viewed him. I still think he's going to be interesting where he's going if the ADP doesn't move just as kind of that veteran that you can get into that roster that should find some to contribute. But we should probably start to think about where we go here. So we have those running backs that we had mentioned in the queue at tight end. Yeah. I'm
1: salivating over Singletary falling just a little further. You are? Four so that's picks away.
3: Okay. That's where he, you are we're right gonna now. Get two,
1: yeah. We're going to get him, get him two rounds below ADP. I think he just uh, went. He, he goes, yeah, he just went. Okay. Yep. All right. I, I would have been kind of on just doing four running backs if he had fallen there.
3: Got it. Um, yeah. So I don't think we're feeling that good with the other ones there to go with that strategy. So we still have those guys. Uh, wide receivers right now would be Devonte Parker, Tim Patrick, Jacoby Myers, Dotson, Crowder, Landry, Pickens, Chark, Tight end. I know we had talked about waiting, but you do have Gesicki. He's probably the most interesting name of the players that are there. Sure. Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, Mike McDaniel has already a proven track record of playing to a player's strengths. So I don't mind that. If we don't take him here, I'd probably be in for waiting on Cole Komet yep. a few rounds from now. But Gesicki does feel like the highest upside player. We have a kind of a, a whole hodgepodge of receivers with similar upside. And uh, at running back, I mean, we're in like the penny.
3: Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Gesicki. I almost let's think we gesicki. could go Gasicki here and then, well, let's be, we could, we could be done. We, we don't could have to be, be done. done. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Because, you know, one of the things I should say, and we talk about the lessons that you can take away from the roster construction explorer. I talked about it last week, <laughs> just because there's certain configurations that have the higher percentages. It doesn't mean that every team you do has to follow that particular configuration. I think the thing is you take the lessons that you've learned and as you start drafting teams, you continually apply those as you're building those different configurations and that's where the payoff comes. So that's why we're still being flexible in these and we could kind of pivot off and go with the two tight end approach here um, as things continue to develop. So at this point, let me just recap for everybody. We have Mahomes and Stafford at quarterback, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, and Chase Edmonds at running back. Wide receivers are Tyree Kill, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Thomas, and Adam Thielen. Tight ends are Zach Ertz (laughs) and Mike Gesicki. Um, Also, Curtis, what round are we in right now? We are in round... We're going to be making our 12th round selection. Our 12th round selection. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what I think we could do here, Curtis, we're 33 minutes into it. Should we uh, call it quits for this episode and then come back with another... I think that makes sense. All right. So we're very quickly going to sign off here. Uh, can just give, give us a quick departure, Curtis.
1: Uh, just want to remind everyone you can play the Best Ball Mania 3 tournament as well at underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code RotoViz with your first deposit and get up to 100 bucks uh, matched on that deposit. And we're going to be talking much, much more about these underdog drafts as the summer goes on. And we'll also be doing some episodes of some of the exciting. Uh, best ball tournaments over at myffpc.com. i'm five best ball drafts in over there as well and uh, just really obsessed with the format at this point so uh, plenty to come on best ball we'll be back again with another episode to run down rounds 12 through 18 in this draft
3: thank you for listening to the rotoviz fantasy football show send us questions at rvff show at gmail.com Follow us on Twitter at DaveKabenFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.